Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. It doesn't. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bowhunter Planet's podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about a few different things, but mostly about turkey hunting and about youth being involved in turkey hunting. Uh, on the podcast with me today, myself, Kevin Conlon, Krishner, Mr. Bob McGee. We have Connor Thomas, who's nine years old, and his brother Griffin, who's six and three quarters. And... Uh, uh, one of the reasons we have the young gentleman on today is because Connor actually got his first turkey this year, and he's only nine years old, and the thing about that is he got it with a crossbow, and I'm 63, and I haven't got a turkey yet, so how does that work? So Connor, tell us a little bit about how you got a turkey at nine years old. Well, it all started when... Um, the turkeys were started to walk in um, from Mr. Jamie's stand, and they were, you know, in his range. But he wasn't; he was still driving, mm-hmm. you know, to the site. And uh, so, so he was late. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, they we started calling him in, and it started coming. Did you have? Decoy set out? Yeah. How many? Four. Four. Okay. So you start calling and they start coming your way. Yeah. So. Where'd you have them set up? In in your backyard? No. Where were you? Uh, at the airport. The up airport. at Jamie's Jamie's place. Yeah. Yeah, out near what? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So you're set up. You got the turkeys coming. You're calling them. Is that pretty exciting? Yeah, but what got scary was that when they came down the hill, you couldn't see them anymore. Okay. So you couldn't say, oh, maybe, uh, like, they're still coming because they could have turned another way. Right. Because we couldn't see them because they were over a hill. Okay. So then what happened? Then, uh, so we were just like, you know, and 
uh, dad looked behind uh, him, and he was like, oh, the turkeys are coming in. I was like, what? And then I look over, and then they're, they're both coming in, and I asked him, which one should I shoot for? And I was like, and then he said, pick which one, because they're both Jake's. And I chose the one that was behind because he started puffing up, and mm-hmm. Dad even said it was the bigger one. Uh-huh. So they got within, like, 20 yards. And, <laughs> and you smoked it. I saw the video. It's a pretty awesome shot. Nice dead-on heart shot. Dad said I hit him in the heart. Yeah, you you definitely did. So, um, what do you guys think? I mean, thanks to Michigan youth hunting and everything, you have the ability to take your child or your grandchild out in in the woods and and actually do some hunting. Have you had any uh, experience doing that, Bob? I was just going to say it's a prime example of of how great the youth hunt is. I'm watching Connor talk and I'm watching the expressions on your face, and it's just excitement and joy and and thrilled to listen to them. And that's what it's all about. Uh, I can remember doing it with Chris when Uh Chris was younger. When Chris was younger, they didn't have the youth hunt. They had, uh, he started uh, rifle rifle hunting when he was 15, 16 years old. Okay. But I can remember him sitting in the blind with me, you know, when he was Connor's age, Griffin's age. And it was just—it's just an experience to watch watch their eyes. And yeah, it's a funny thing. My dad was not a hunter, so no. I got no. into hunting because of my best friend. My best friend was his family was into hunting, and that's how I got into hunting. So I didn't have the experience like Connor has, where you got your dad taking you out there. That's pretty nice, you know. And you know my story. I didn't get into it until I met my wife and her family, and that was when I was in my early 
early 20s. Yeah, how about you, Chris? How, how about you? So I got started actually with my dad as a, as a rifle hunter. But we were efficiency hunters. We owned property up in Clare. We'd go up there every year on opening day and be done by 11 o'clock. And so, I mean, that was pretty much my experience. Yeah. I mean, we did. We never really... I mean, we, we always shot... My dad would always pull a doe tag. <clears throat> just didn't really have a lot of emphasis in hunting for trophy deer or anything like that. He'd right. shoot a big doe, and that was... That was really what I became accustomed to. So now it's like starting to learn and see, especially with the kids. Um, my son's now at an age right now where he's got an interest in it. So okay. uh, getting and him how up old the woods, is he now? He's 11. 11. Oh, he's 11. And I kind of let him decide his pathway on whether he was interested, and he'd uh-huh. tell me when he was ready. And he now he's getting to a point where he's interested. So yeah, uh, his plan is to go out turkey hunting with me this year. So he's hopefully going to get his first bird down pretty soon here. Cool. Now, have you taken a turkey with a bow yet? I have, yeah. Have. Okay, I, nice. my, my first turkey story is crazy. I, I, I chased that turkey. I ran and shot that turkey. I wasn't sitting in a blind or anything. Really? But yeah, but this year, no. With I a bow? Been, with a bow, yeah. It was wow. a, a really strange set of circumstances. I had to pick Ashley up from work, and she was 20 minutes from the house at work, and I looked out the back window, saw turkeys on the other side of our pond. Now, I live in rural Oxford, so, I mean, mm-hmm. we hunt in our backyard kind of property. So, ran out grabbed the bow, had a hoodie and jeans on, ran out, went to the other side of the pool, which is about 150, 200 yards from the house, and shot over the top of the pool at the turkey and hit the turkey and then went over, got it, hung it up in the garage, and left to get Ashley. Go pick Ashley up. Wow, (laughs) nice. Yeah, Kelly. I remember last year uh, we were sitting in the blind, and uh, we we were like – Mr. Jamie's stand was uh, like down there, and we looked down at at the at the bottom of the hill. And we were we were, saw like turkey down there, so we were like, "Mr. Jamie, there's turkey right there." So he walked out of the blind and he shot. He was walking, and he um walked out and shot the turkey with the bow. Oh wow, Stock. that's cool. Yeah, stalking turkeys. That's pretty good. Now it's interesting you said <laughs> yeah, about your eleven year old. You know you wait till he's ready and stuff like that and that's one of the reasons we have griffin here because griffin is connor's younger brother and how do you feel about hunting griffin i don't like it you don't like it what don't you like about it because it's boring and you can't even talk it's boring and you can't even talk and there you go now that's a interesting thing so difference between being nine and six and a half now maybe someday you'll like it you'll get it but maybe you won't but it's okay you know everybody's gotta do their own thing and like their own thing i i, I like the youth hunt but i don't i believe in forcing it on no kids it shouldn't be no. forced on if they want to do it great if they don't want to do it that's okay too sometimes you, do you like be, you like being outside well the reason i um don't like do hunting it is because I like to stay home and play with my friends and just like relax at home with my mom. There you go, really? and that's okay. Sometimes it's much funner. Sometimes though, when you do hunt, it can get exciting in the end when they come in and mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you can't talk. It really just depends on what you're hunting because like for deer, they have like the hearing, mm-hmm. so like. If you talk too much, they can hear you, you know. Yeah. But for turkey, you can, like, whisper and stuff. Like, that's what me and Dad did mm-hmm. when the turkey came in. We just whispered a little bit. You just got to be real careful with yeah. your movement. Yeah, because they can yeah, see they, you. Yeah, they, they really have, good. like, good sight. So, like, they'll, if they see you. So, so here's a good question for you, Connor. 
What's your favorite Netflix show to watch while hunting? Uh, um, I know every kid has this answer because my son's asked if he could watch Netflix. In this do you day. watch Netflix when you're hunting? Uh, when I was hunting, I watched a little Netflix, but I got bored of it, and then I watched um, YouTube. YouTube, okay. But that's okay. I mean, that's the whole thing about youth hunting and everything, like I said. Some... I still wouldn't want to go. That's okay. And you know, and maybe someday you will, but maybe you won't. It's no, And no, you, no. you talk about youth hunting and taking the kids, even with my son being 30, 33 years old. You know, when we do our hunting trips together, I still look at him like he's a little kid a lot of times. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That's a that's an interesting take, you know. It's just like I, uh, you know, I I I had no interest in hunting when I was younger, because I didn't know anything about it. I used to see my neighbors come home from hunting, and uh, they'd have deer on the car and everything, and I'd go look at the deer. But that's about it. As you know, I grew up in the city, not much exposure to anything country. So. Uh, once I got older, I was probably in my high school years. That's when I kind of started getting into it. And, you know, from then on, I, I loved it, and I learned more and more about it. And I was fortunate enough to have, a, you know, someone like a mentor take me under my wing and teach me a lot about tracking and hunting and when'd all you, the different things. When did you get your um, first uh, turk or deer? Oh, I probably didn't get my first deer till I was hmm, 30 years old. I was probably 30 years old when I got my first deer. My dad deer. probably was in his teens or something like yeah. that. Well, see, your dad grew up when, uh, you know, his brothers yeah. hunted and his dad was a fisherman and I think a hunter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, that's a big difference when you, you know, you get the opportunity now to enjoy something. Uh, he said that the first time he uh, shot a deer, but he couldn't find it. Yeah. So that's about Connor it. got a deer when he was like eight or seven. Seven and eight. <laughs> seven and eight. So he that's never talked good. about that, which is weird. Well, we're talking uh, other yeah, things. Turkey. We're, we're talking turkey. It's still right spring. Now. Yeah. So what do you got planned for the coming up? I, I have not been able to get out. I've been on a long road trip with my motorhome, went out to the... Mm-hmm out west and uh, so i haven't gotten out turkey hunting yet but i'd like to get out and you got all of may here so uh, i'm planning on getting out where are you planning to hunt uh probably up by mr bob's place near calcasca unless mr schnur lets me come to his house and run out his door and shoot over his pool there you go <laughs> and uh, we actually went out the other day and checked out stands and stuff all the stuff that we had up still we hadn't taken anything down uh-huh. we walked through we spooked a bunch of turkey out of the back so i think we're just gonna hunt out of the backyard again this year not out of the house like i have in the past right. i just came back yeah. i came back today from that man's lona calcasca area did you see anything uh last night was the first first time and that was us, Mary, my wife, and I riding around on the mule. Okay. And she spotted it, and did we didn't know if it was a, a tom or a hen. And I had a call with me, and I just called and it gobbled back. So this morning, I got up at dark. I was out there about a quarter after five. Where was he? Was he like out in the field? <clears throat> he was actually in the pines. Yeah, uh, oh, the yeah, state yeah. pines there. Yeah. Okay. I called and 
right. it gobbled. So I started going towards where it was gobbling. Yeah. I chased that turkey around that for three and a half miles today, and never got him. Eh? Um, when we were looking for a deer antler, we were just driving around on our four wheeler, and I was I was looking around and I spotted like some a skeleton of a deer, and I was like, "Dad, what? Wait, I thought I saw something go back." Um, and it was like a full deer skull. At first we thought it was a doe, but then we realized that it was actually a big buck, and we were we were upset about that because it was a big loss for us. Oh, okay, so it was right on the property you guys were going to deer hunt. Yeah, it was a big deer. And uh, when we were driving the four-wheeler the same day, we were driving down the thing. Yeah. So uh, you want to jump in here? We've been talking to your son about his turkey hunt there. Yeah, Dave just showed up. Yeah. And for you, those of you that aren't familiar with Connor and Griffin, they are Dave Thomas's. Yeah. Bowhunter Planet Future. Bowhunter Planet's Future. BHP Kids, right? BHP Kids, yep. yeah. No. Tell, do you, are you still doing some BHP Kids stuff, right, Connor? Ah. Uh. A little bit? Yeah. A little bit here and there? Uh, I've really just been doing sports. Oh. Getting into the sports now. So, hey, I think you got the first You got the first kill on the team with the new Excalibur, right? You shot the new one? What would you think of that? Tell us, what, tell us a little bit about that crossbow and what you thought of it. I thought it was pretty cool because of like it's got like a crank, so you just crank it up really quick and you're ready to... And to go, and there's um, a uh, there's like a handle uh, for your shoulder, and uh, you can just put it in or out really quick. You just loosen it, put it back in or out. I had it in, but then once I shot my turkey, the other one, Dad just flipped it right out and was ready to go. So you were able to adjust it for you, and then yeah, and then Dad just went, cocked it back up. Uh, did the shoulder thing and put it and then switch seats with me and we were all good. You on there, David? Yeah, I'm in. There I'm go. in. Right. Hey guys, it's Dave from the show. Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. These are some really great people and some really great companies that have really helped to make this podcast so successful. Vanguard is a maker of some amazing tripods, hunting packs, binos, shooting sticks, tripods, photography gear, and much more. These guys really know what they're doing, and you should definitely check them out when you get a minute. Rax Inc. Get your favorite bow brand hanger from Rax Inc. Even uh, a BHP edition they have, which is really sweet, and that would be really cool if you guys had that. Absolutely send your pictures with those. We'd love to love to see that. Uh, Rax has got you covered with whatever brand you are using as your bow, and uh, they'll have a hanger just for you. Stealth Cam. Stealth Cam is a maker of some absolutely incredible uh, trail cameras, and if you're looking to get your camera game on this year, this is what you need. Uh, so you can see what's going on in the field. Uh, you can even go wireless with these guys. They got everything you need uh, right there at their website. Skull Hooker. Skull Hooker is one of the newest sponsors for BHP. But these guys, man, they are making some incredible European mounts for your animals. Uh, these mounts not only give you a creative way to show off your prize game, but also a versatile way to hang those mounts and get them all over your room. It's going to be really cool. You guys got to check them out, see them on the podcast. Really, really cool. 
latest sponsor is Beyond the Ears, which is a pro shop located in Oxford, Michigan. Uh, They carry great products including bows, accessories, binos, clothing, coolers, and much, much more. And oh yeah, if you are not in Michigan, that's okay because they have a sick website that you can buy all your your gear from and everything you need. Uh, Definitely check out Beyond the Ears. Really cool people. Really, really great shop. And uh, you might even see us there sometimes, so definitely check out our events to see when we might be there. And last but not least, Crossman, makers of some of the best air guns in the world. Not only does Crossman make air guns, but they also make archery gear as well. Make sure you check them out online and, uh, you know, help get a kid outdoor shooting today. Crossman gives you those perfect opportunity products to do that. Crossman really gives you the ability to get kids outdoors and help pass on the heritage that we all love. Uh, You can find all the links to these great sponsors at the bottom of each episode. So click away and show your support for the podcast and these cool companies that help bring it to you. Now, on to the show. Driving around the four-wheeler, I saw like these huge mushrooms uh, that, uh, and... um, What's it called, Nopum? Pheasant something? Pheasant back. Pheasant. And Are they edible? Mm-hmm. I'm not uh-huh. familiar with them. And uh, they're worth a lot of money. So the next day we came by to do some stuff back there. And I um, I was um, going, when we were driving down that same, we were walking down that same trail and I was like, Dad, let's go look at those mushrooms. And he was like, mushrooms? What mushrooms? And I was like. There's tons of mushrooms back there. I saw them. They're huge. And they didn't believe me. But then when they came to take a peek, they were like, oh, my gosh. Nopum was very excited. Yeah. She's like, oh, my gosh, she's serious. Connor's <laughs> got the eyes, man. It's Did you guys things. cook them while you were up there? Nopum cooked them, Let but he them. cooked is the top one. Nopum cooked it, but he said it was amazing. It's called the uh, pheasant back mushroom. It grows on the tree, like so on itself, don't... like the base of the tree. Not the base, but like the middle or whatever. Somewhere in the tree, but it was they're Next huge. Year? Next How do you know which ones you it. can eat and which ones you can't? Well, we well, looked that one up. We didn't yeah. eat it. I was going to say, I, I you don't do first. trial and error. I let him do trial we, and error. We were not eating it until I figured out if it was legit. When we brought it, a little piece of it back to just test it, um, he, we looked it up really quick to make sure it was edible. But we didn't eat it. But So, no boom, no boom. He saw it. Connor saw it. We at, at The first day we drove the four-wheeler. And I just, all I did was spin around. That's all that happened. And then and I, I took off. I looked at I was like, Didn't what? think anything of it. And then we're back there doing photography. And then uh, Connor's like, there's huge mushrooms back here, guys. And <laughs> we're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, what's a huge mushroom, right? And the next thing you know, he's like, no, seriously, over here. So we like, go back. I go I, I go to Nopum. I go, let's just appease him. Let's go back there and look, you know. <laughs> it's this huge trove, like $100 worth of mushrooms. Like, they're oh, caught, maybe more than that. And they're just all on this thing. And Nopum's like, they're so big, I'm only going to just cut, like, one piece out. Because that way, you know, and there was big. Like, He'll he took one. Growing. Yeah. He's he's going to go back and get more. But make sure you bring some back. I like to try it. So you gotta, bring you some back. let me try a piece Yeah, bring it, it to the studio next week. Now, have you ever heard anybody fried here. puff balls? He ate it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, like Zelda, where they eat the mushrooms? You can't just eat any mushroom, though. There's only these very specific ones. Did you guys look it up before he ate it? Yeah. What's this one here at the bottom? That's the one I was going to ask you about. I didn't notice that it's in the yellow. field. Did you see any of those? Uh, Mr. Eyes? It looks no. like it's poisonous. Uh, I have a question. Did Connor get a finder's fee for this uh, find? He would have if we sold them, but we ate them. We asked him if you want to eat them. He said no. Speaking of which, I have a turkey soaking in salt water right now still. I have to cook. Maybe I'll cook that tonight. Salt I was going to cook it bring it here yeah. to you guys, but I, yeah. I got home Why? late. Softens it up. 
Yep, oh. softens the meat. So, Bob, were there any mushrooms popping in uh, in uh, up north? Yeah. You know, with my escapades of, of running and gunning, I ran across a couple mushroom hunters, and they were very sparse as far as what they had collected. Mm -hmm. And normally on our property, right around Mother's Day, you'll find mushrooms all over the place. So after you uh, put the turkey in the salt water, will you like, you wash it off, right? And then well, it's already washed. Well, I washed it, I cut it up, washed it, cleaned it, and then I put it in salt water, and it's been there for two days. So I'm going to cook it probably tonight. But then, but I don't know the how to cook it. I was going to talk poisonous? to you about that. Wouldn't no. the salt make it poisonous? No. no. Salt will clean it, no. if anything. No, yeah. it'll. Kills it. parasites and anything that would Chris, be. Chris, you're getting mushrooms on your property? Or yeah, a lot of them, but I don't like to tell a lot of people that. Yeah, that's well, that's <laughs> the thing. You get trespassers if you start telling people. like. Yeah. Yeah. We, Nobu normally gets morels. Uh, let me give Chris's address out right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get a fair amount, but my, so the way our house works is we've got, we live on three acres and my grandparents live right next door and they live on eight acres. Mm -hmm. So because of that, there's like a total of 12 acres. Or like eight and a half, eight, three and a half that kind up. of thing. Mm -hmm. My grandmother probably walks out there daily and checks everything. So she's probably picking them faster than anybody. So, I mean, she'll have 10 pounds of morels wow. in, in a week. You know what? I've never eaten a morel mushroom. Nope, never have. Really? You got to try it. I made them for me last year. They're amazing. I remember I'll give you some. I've got a whole. Hold it down. Whole Tupperware container of, of dried morel mushrooms, and all you do is stick them in, like chicken soup base or something. Rehydrate them. I remember. Cook them. I remember once we went out uh, to look yeah, for yeah. mushrooms, and uh, we found like these mushrooms, and like uh, when I ate one, it tasted like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Everything tastes chicken like chicken. Chicken of the woods chicken. or whatever it is. Yeah, maybe. So anyway, Connor, did you? Uh, did you see your video? What did you think? Yeah. Did you like how I edited it? Yeah. Try to keep it very simple. There's did you guys see it yet? I did. I thought so there's even that bald eagle that we saw. That was, that was a great cool. video. Yeah, bald eagle. No boom. The funny part is I, I couldn't tell it was a bald eagle from... Here you go, Griff. I, I couldn't tell it was, um, it was yeah. a bald eagle from... When I was filming, I had an idea. I was like, well, that's a white head. It's an object. It's, you know, because it's looks. I got that little screen, you know. It's yeah. far out. And uh, later, I think it was... It was on the Jamie Stan. Yeah, that's what happened. So yeah. Jamie says, yeah, there's been a bald eagle going around that, the river. And I'm like, oh, I think I filmed it. You know. So then, when you, of course, you blow it up, I'm like, oh, I filmed oh, it. Yeah. It's awesome. It but right. I, I wish I would have seen its head turn anymore. It was just looking the one way. Oh, it flew over you? <laughs> that's right, America. <laughs> God bless America. It's just holding that turkey up. I just got back from uh, um, out west, like I said, and I was in um, – Zion National Park in the Grand Canyon, and they've reintroduced the uh, California condors. And what's they, that? What is a condor? So it's like a it's huge a bird. bird. It's a big vulture. Yeah, it, but it was down to like less than. Uh, oh yeah, they I were on the endangered like species 20, list for a while. Left or something like that. You saw a lot of animals out there, right? Yeah, quite a few. Uh, if you could choose one of those to hunt, which one would it be? Oh, mule deer. Mule nice. deer. I, I'd like to get a mule deer. But anyway, these California condors, they, they've reintroduced them, and they're, I think they're up to like 300 pairs of mating condors now or something. They've got them 
in the Grand Canyon and Zion there. So it's a great story of uh, a lot of people of don't realize they've back. got like a six six and a half foot wingspan when they're, oh, they're opened huge. up. I got some on I got some on film. So yeah, but they're so far away. You, I, the only reason I knew they were California condors is because one of the rangers said it, that's a condor. So yeah, they're pretty cool. Were they flying? Yeah, they were like they drifting. Just, they're just like along the, uh, they're going with the uh, updrafts along the mountain cliffs and stuff, and you'll see them, and they just kind of, you see them just kind of float up, you know, like they're, they're no riding, effort. riding the breeze. Hey, um, you know how you went to Africa? Yeah. Uh, if you had to choose one animal there, what would it be? You know what? Honestly, Connor, I, I don't really even care to hunt in Africa. I don't know what it is. I just, it's not my thing. Um. I love going there. I love photographing them and seeing them, but I really don't have any interest in hunting there. I've got a Jones and pup. I, I don't hog. even know why. You don't want to hunt it, or you I do? I do. Oh, you do? About which? Warthog. Oh, warthog. Good luck. They are mean. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it, I think. Yeah, they are mean. Hey, uh, one last thing before we uh, call it a day. And, did anybody see the vi- what did you think of the video I sent of the bear that climbed the tree with that guy? That thing's going viral. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Oh, I sent it to you. You didn't see it? No, I must not have opened it yet. I sent um, it to a ton of people oh, too. I thought I, I thought you saw it. Yeah. It climbs the tree stand you. and it's right there on yeah, the, this, the it's seat. Yeah, 14-year-old kid sitting in a tree stand. And somebody is filming, I don't know if it's his dad or what. But the bear climbs up the tree. Like, right even with the kid, mm-hmm. leans over and basically gets on the stand with him practically. Then the guy who's filming starts making noise like, hey, hey, woof, woof, you know, get. And the bear kind of turns around and looks at him, and then the bear goes back down on the ground. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, That's intense. But pretty the kid hard. just sat there, never moved. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, I think I've, I've seen that one. Yeah, the kid just sits there and doesn't move. And, uh, I mean, that was like. So I guess the the moral of the story is I think you don't move if a bear is climbing up at you. At, if I, bet, us. I bet you a hippo would deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for all you people that think you're going to outrun a bear or outclimb a bear. No. No. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. I just saw a video on uh, YouTube. They show all these animals versus animals, and it was a grizzly bear that ran down a, an elk. Yeah. And this elk is flying, and that bear stayed right with it. And then the, the elk made a mistake, tried to jump over some high tree, and it clipped its legs and didn't make it, and the bear got it. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Connor, thank you very much for joining us and telling us all about your exciting uh, turkey turkey hunt. hunt. Yeah, and congrats again. Congratulations. I hope someday that I'll get one. Right. <laughs> Job well done, uh, boy. Maybe, maybe this year, me and uh, Chris, me and Chris can go out and you can uh, we'll tag out. Tag sure. out for sure. We're proud of you. Next Good job. Year I won't Good job. Good shot. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy to shoot. Good shot. You know what so. I was impressed the most with the shot? The turkey was walking, 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 and then it stopped. For like one second, and the second it stopped, you drilled it. 
It actually, it sat for a couple seconds. It seemed like a second. It was second. pretty fast. It was fast. It's fast. Yeah, On the video, it's Maybe like, you thought it stopped, but really it was still like moving, then it stopped oh, for a split. Like, I, I, the funny part is I said to him, don't shoot till it stops, and it stopped and yeah. fired. Yeah, <laughs> it like, stopped. It stopped. Like, like, stop, it stopped boom. and got rolled over. I was hey. like, wow, that was impressive. I'm impressed, too, with... Uh, I'm impressed, too, with... <laughs> no clip says through flew yeah, away 80 yards. Flew. <laughs> I was like, extremely impressed with the crossbow, Excalibur Assassin, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, we took that thing, I think it was in two pieces. We put it in one piece, and that's it. Lights out. Never yeah. had to reshoot it. Kid shot that thing four times, probably. And for that. those of you that aren't familiar with what Dave's talking about, this is the crossbow where the limbs come off the, the barrel, and it basically goes into a case. Oh, suitcase looking thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a travel suitcase about the size of a duffel bag. Wow. Alright, folks. Well, we will catch you next time on the Bowhunter Planet podcast. And thanks a lot, everybody, for joining us. Bye, guys. Bye. Celebrating the rich tradition of bow hunting for over 31 years, Vanguard is proud to be the official optic and hunting pack of Bowhunter Planet. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G Speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous Passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving right now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.